Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is Hour 2 of Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe back with you here on the show. We play a little game of either or where we'll throw some questions out who you'd rather have for the rest of the season. Also, it seems like a lot of coaches in the NFL are on the hot seat. We'll also take a look back at the 2017 running back draft. Fantasy Sports Today, hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports Today. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, along with Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. We're here every day from noon to 2 Eastern, followed by full-time fantasy. On Twitter, you can follow Joe at Joe Pizzapia17. You can follow me on Twitter at Craig Mish. Our producer today, as always, is Sean Guastamacchia. His show at the betting window, 4 o'clock Eastern, over on Zumo TV, Sports Grid. Make sure you catch it. All the best wagering news and advice that you could ask for. And I think that let's start off this hour with some advice in fantasy and, and kind of look at some players that maybe the decisions are tougher on for the rest of the season. Now, look, everybody knows you're playing McCaffrey. You're playing Michael Thomas. You're playing Godwin. Like, there's not even a debate. You just put them in. You don't look at the matchup. You don't care. But I think that there are some players that have disappointed or even some that have kind of gotten you through the midway point of view where you're looking at it and going, ah, I wonder who would be best for the rest of the season. So we're going to play a little game of either or here on this Tuesday, and we'll get started with the running back position. Joe, we'll start off with uh, two disappointing running backs in fantasy. Kenyon Drake of the Miami Dolphins or Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. Drake was supposed to be the heavy volume guy for Miami. He hasn't even come close, regardless of wins and losses. Miles Sanders was a guy taken in the first five rounds of every fantasy draft as a high upside running back. He hasn't looked the part at all. You only could have one the rest of the season. Who do you want? Kenyon Drake or Miles Sanders? Yeah, this is a tricky one. You you picked a good one out of the gate. I really like this one, um, especially with the Jordan Howard usage the last two games. I think that's certainly troublesome for Miles Sanders owners. And on the flip side, Kenyon Drake is just part of an offense that has no shot. Now, whether or not he's on the training block, because let's remember this guy's contract ends this year, so it would not shock me to see him being moved. Miami has a history of moving running backs the last couple of years, too, in the deadline time. So I think Drake is going to get dealt, but I will take my shots, especially in the half or full point PPR with Miles Sanders going forward, because right now I don't want to bet on the fact that it's going to you know, necessitate a trade for Kenyon Drake to have value, whereas I think... Miles Sanders can have potential flex appeal going forward in a standard league. I would lean towards Drake, but I think half or full point PPR, you got to roll with Miles Sanders and hope for the best because he is still part of that passing game. And as he continues to get more integrated into the offense, you hope that things get better. But man, oh man, Jordan Howard does not look like he's going away anytime soon. No, and Howard's looked good scoring touchdowns last couple of weeks. All right. Uh, at wide receiver, let's throw out two more names. We have Josh Gordon or Michael Gallup. 
Gordon, the perennial disappointment in fantasy, is up to his old tricks this year again. Looks like he can catch every touchdown, but just simply doesn't get the volume or the targets. Michael Gallup was very high on a lot of people's lists, and when he's played and when he's been healthy, he certainly looks like the better guy here, but you can only have one for the rest of the season. It would be Josh Gordon of New England or Michael Gallup or Dallas. Pick one the rest of the way. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'm going to take Gallup. I, I'm just... I mean, you know, no, you know, I watch all the Patriot games. I'm, I'm Mr. Patriot. And I just kind of see what you're seeing. The word disappointment kind of just comes to mind. You see him out there. He is a matchup disaster. Yet it doesn't seem like he's able to get touchdowns. And that's very frustrating. The last receiver they had who had big playmaking ability was Brandon Cooks. And even Cooks had some games there where he would go quiet, but they would have some monstrous two touchdown games. He would only catch like four balls. Right. But he'd have two touchdowns and 110 yards. And those games don't seem to be happening right now and maybe maybe this will come later in the year when they play teams like Dallas and like the Chiefs and the Ravens where they're going to have to be more competitive but right now I think I feel better about Michael Gallup and especially with the season Amari Cooper's having you've got to count for him so I'm gonna go Gallup which way are you gonna go on this one I I probably would go the same the only thing that I would say is that the without having Dorsett there maybe I bump him 10% up because of that because Dorsett seems to be stealing those random touchdowns and if it's not going to be him, maybe they go to Gordon. But Gordon, to me, also, Joe, physically looks more like a tight end than he does a receiver. Like, he's really gotten bigger. And I and, and look, if they're near the goal line and they're not throwing the ball to him, we got no shot with Gordon the rest of the year. Because that's, that's, I mean, they're going to be doomed to hand the ball off to Michelle and Bolden and throwing to other people. And if Gronk does come back, I think that that would zap him completely. So, yeah, I would go with Gallup. And I would also say that even as much as I like Amari Cooper, and I do think he continues, I think that at some point teams are going to have to double him which will uh, rise Gallup up, I think, a little bit more. All right, at quarterback, you can only pick one. It's been a disaster of a season for Kirk Cousins, with the exception of last week. And it's been a good season for Phillip Rivers, with the exception of last week. So basically, they kind of stand together here, and you can only pick one the rest of the way. Would it be Cousins as a QB1 for you, or Phillip Rivers as a QB1 the rest of the way? Back end, by the way, you know, QB10, 11, 12, something like that. You really stuck a fork in the road here, haven't you, with these guys? Huh? I like this. Two roads diverged in a wood. And it I looks like it. It looks like and, it. And I will take the Philip Rivers on that road. I will. I will continue to take Philip Rivers. He's got a, a lot of weapons. He's got, I think, more offensive opportunities. Uh, I like the division more. Kirk Cousins still has another game against the Bears and against the Packers and against some other defenses. So although I'm very positive and I hope it's a confidence builder and I hope he does have a good season. If I'm going to take somebody from my fantasy team, I'm still going to take Rivers right now. That's, yeah. that's, I, th- yeah. I think I have to. I, I think that Cousins will have bigger games than Rivers the rest of the season, but Rivers probably more consistent the rest of the way. All right, at tight end, we'll move on to this here where a couple of guys who have definitely underperformed based on where they were taken. Vance McDonald of the Pittsburgh Steelers, probably the sixth tight end off the board in most fantasy leagues. Eric Ebron. Uh, of the Colts, even without luck, was probably still considered a top 10 fantasy tight end option. Neither have come close. You can only have one the rest of the way. Who you got? Highland Lakes own Ryan Izzo. That's who I'm taking. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, give me Izzo. No, I mean, I, that's not really playing the game. No, nope, I'm going to take Ebron. <laughs> you know, Vance McDonald, I mean, now we're down to the third quarterback there who... I'm pretty sure it was just somebody that the Madden game creates when you go into the next season for the fake draft and you have to draft players on your team. I'm pretty sure that's where that guy came from. And uh, I'm pretty sure at least Eric Ebron is still playing with Brissett. 
and maybe you get a couple one-off touchdowns that way. I don't trust McDonald to be on the field. I have no idea what to expect out of this quarterback, so I'm going to take Ebron, but I really want to take Izzo. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> not involved. All right, uh, defense. Wait, who are you last... taking? Wait, who are you taking? Taking McDonald? I'll take Vance McDonald, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. figured you would. Yeah. Okay. Look, I mean, I, I don't love McDonald either, but if I'm playing the narrative of new quarterback likes to throw to tight end, then why not take McDonald here? But but being healthy is, without a doubt, a big question. I mean, at this point, it's undeniable. I have a couple of leagues. I, have to, I can't play him anymore. Packers D or Saints D in a fantasy league. Two of them are on the waiver wire. You can pick up one and own them for the rest of the season. Pick one. I'm going to take the Saints D. I really like that personnel that they have. And um, I look, I know sometimes they give up the big plays. I get it. But when I look at the personnel of this roster and they added Kiko Alonso in the offseason, too, and how much I loved Lattimore, and I think the, the D line's pretty good. I just think I have to go with the Saints there. I really do. It's um, I understand the love for the Packers. But I'm curious where you land on this one. <sighs> Man, I, I can't see, I, I can't see the Saints doing this all season. Like I just I'm going to rely on personnel. But I've been so That's wrong, but I've been so wrong on Green Bay one way or the other and virtually any time I pick them, I'll I'll lean with you. I'll I'll lean towards Saints. They've just shown enough at this point. Green Bay, uh, look, they got blown up against Dallas in a comeback fashion. They got blown up against Philly the week before. So even though their numbers are stacking up and they're, by the way, they were rushing the passer really well this year, too. That's that's something you never see from Green Bay. Uh, I'll give them the credit for that. But, yeah, I'll go Saints as well. All right. Coming up next, we'll dive into the coaching carousel. You're listening to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia with you here on the show. We got you for the next 45 minutes. Stay tuned. Full-time fantasy is coming up at 2 the way. dailyrodo.com learn from the game's best dfs players we don't just give you premier advice we play every day all major sports all year round we never stop industry leading dfs tools and custom projections and now the dailyrodo.com optimizer in minutes build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys learn from the game's best dfs players join dailyrodo.com Sports today. And I like football. And I'm gonna keep doing a book because they make me feel good. And welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe with you here on the program. We're gonna talk some coaching here in a minute. But as those of you know, we've been following this guillotine league that I'm in uh, all season long. And we had our fifth team eliminated this past week our fifth team eliminated uh and and by the way it was a great week for me last week i would want to add i had 148 points nice. so i fin- i finished one two three four five seventh place uh so i was uh better than six other teams in this league and one of the the teams in this league started Devonte adams which shows you the level of competency for one of them which is crazy and he didn't even get knocked out so uh, I'm still in. I'll give you uh, what my team ended up doing here in just a second. Okay, so 
I uh, I did not st- uh, start Chase Daniel. I started Kyle Allen, and I started Joe Flacco. So th- those were both two mistakes. I should have started Daniel because he got more points than both of those guys. Mm-hmm. But Allen gave me 13 points. Flacco gave me 10. Somebody cut Flacco on Friday. I picked him up on Saturday. Uh, and Todd Daniel gave you how many? Daniel would have given me 17, but he was on yeah. my bench. He was Remember, we bench. argued about that. I just want to remind you. Yes, you were right, and I was wrong. Okay. okay. All right. Chalk right. one up for Joe. And one. That's one. The whole year I got one. Oh, yes. Pretty much it. I'm just I'm trying to help you. Todd, yeah. well, I'm taking your advice, except for that one I didn't. Because, that, well, you know, I would have started Daniel had I not gotten Flacco. And then I thought, oh, let me just roll these two guys out. It's fair. It's fair. Uh, Todd Gurley had 18. He was my hero last week. He did well. <laughs> two touchdowns. Carlos Hyde off the waiver wire, 60 yards and a touchdown. Gave me 12 points. It worked Great out. Great matchup. Great matchup for him. My receivers went nuts. I had Tyler Boyd, 28. Yep. Michael Thomas, 41. Oh, yeah. Hopkins only 15. If he could just give me a good week, I could stay in this thing. And then I played Valdez scaling. I'm never playing him again. 2.8. Oh, horrible. Brutal. Uh, I picked up Witten off the waiver wire. He gave me six points. So that's decent. Uh, I, I I benched Gordon, Josh Gordon for Valdez scaling. And that was a mistake. What did Gordon end up with? Like eight. Ten. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So sitting on my bench still, Chase Daniel, Royce Freeman, Raheem Mostert, who I can now cut. Yes, Devin Singletary. I'm on the verge, honestly, of cutting him. I don't know what I'm waiting for at this point. He's gonna have a buy too. I'm probably gonna end up cutting. Yeah, him. Yeah, he's got a buy this week. Yeah, and uh, you could probably and, drop him in this league just to have more, you know, just to have more options of of what else uh, is out well, there. Well, well, let's let's go over it here because I got to make that decision tonight. All right. Now I have no money. Remember, okay, no money for Craig. When you say no money. Let's be honest. What is the exact I got I got hide for two. Uh, I got like a ten box. Uh, it's not happening. I, I have when you turn into Frankie Pentangeli from The Godfather Part Two. Whenever we do this, uh, I got no money. Uh, what do you want from me? Uh? Hey, got nobody. I got All right. Money. All right. So money? here's who's available that I'm not going to get. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get the, the team that got knocked out here. Here are their players. First of all, they have Barkley. So <laughs> you said two weeks in a row, the two weeks in a row, the Barkley team gets knocked out. Yep. Wow. Okay. So he's on the block. We're not getting him. Odell Beckham. I'm not getting him. Someone no. will, someone will bid a hundred or $200. I'm right, not with $10. Him. Right. Okay. Mike Evans. You could see what a terrible week this was. Team, <laughs> yes, right? you can. yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. Goose egg for Mike Evans this week. Goose egg. He's on the block. He's available too. So, so let's just be honest. I have no shot at any of those. Right. Right. None. None. Okay. Zero. All right. Nick Chubb. I have no shot at him too. I would no love shot. to have. That would be great. I would right love now. to throw Nick Chubb in there. I will. I will try for Nick Chubb. I will not get him. You spend also. the entire budget on Nick Chubb if you can. Ten dollars. I'm not getting. There him. you go. All ten. Okay. Uh, Evan Ingram. I would love to have. Over Jason Witten, I don't think I have any shot there, and I don't think I, I have any shot. ten on that too. I'm gonna try. Point. I'm gonna try. Uh, Allen Robinson. I'm gonna not gonna have any chance of him either. Although I will say this, he's on a buy. He may not go for a lot. I would. I would be. Let me tell you. But I, I have good like, receivers already. I know. Really I know you do. Receiver. I know you do. But he's been very good. You look good at great. that game log. You look at the targets. Consistency. Very good there from Robinson. Okay. So now here are the. So uh, John Ross is also on the waiver wire. I'm not uh, Kirk was hurt. Uh, AJ Brown's out there. Nothing interesting. Okay. So here are the interest and Keenum too. Uh, Okay. So quarterback wise, this is where I'm always looking to upgrade. Okay. Because I have Kyle Allen, Chase Daniel and Joe Flacco. So uh, Stafford is available. So again, the less teams that are in this thing, the more quarterbacks are available because when you start off Joe with 16 teams in a league, and there's 32 teams, everyone has two quarterbacks in the Superflex. But now right. we're down to like 13 teams or 12. So now some guys are out there. 
But is Stafford this week at Green Bay, which would appear to be a tough matchup? I'll try for him. I, I will throw a buck out there for him. But are you starting Stafford yes. over? No, yes. All the guys you have. Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're starting Stafford yeah. over Flacco. Yes. You're starting Stafford over Kyle Allen at Tampa. Yes. But it's close. It's no, yes. No, yes. Wait, hold on. <laughs> no, is it yes. close? Yes. No. no, no, it's not close. And yes, you started. Okay, one it's other like, quarterback's out there. Bridgewater. The real How about Teddy Bridgewater? He's available. Uh, who at Jacksonville. Like <laughs> you know, that, that, that game was the, the anomaly. I mean, you had to be in on that game last week. Um, okay, so the perfect scenario is me getting any of the other guys that I mentioned, of which I'll get none. Well, so look, I think any of those guys are better. Than, look, I'll take Teddy B in that matchup. Oh, wait, I don't even know who, who the Broncos have this week. The Broncos have Tennessee. Broncos that's going to be Tennessee. running constantly. 7-3 final. Yeah, this is gonna, that's going to be an ugly game for sure. If Chase Daniel is off. I'm going to cut him because Stafford or the other guy. No, you, yeah, you definitely cut be. Chase Daniel. And, and I think you throw be. two bucks on Stafford. Make sure you get Stafford. Well, I let can't make sure. Somebody's going to try for sure. Right, you can't just throw a buck, is what I'm saying. Like I don't think you could do that because somebody else is gonna. There's oh, got to be somebody so else. This week I'm starting. If if I'm if you're me, you're starting Kyle Allen. It's a super flex league, Joe. Yeah, Kyle I know Allen and Stafford, right? Yeah, I think you're okay with there. I think that's all right. And then cut Chase Daniel. Hang on to Flacco just in case a disaster happens, and got to hang on to him for a week. Cut Chase Daniel and hang on to Flacco as your third now. Yeah, and you might have a couple good Flacco matchups. I don't know if this is going to be the one against Tennessee. But stranger, not, this happen. is not the one. I don't think. You know, I don't think it is either. But it, what are the other running backs out there? Because that's where you're hurting, right? I'm not going to be able to get them. Did that's it. Be. It was only Chubb. That was the only guy, really. Chubb. Uh, well, Barkley, forget Barkley. Chubb. I mean, there's nobody else on that roster like backup running backs that they had. No. Mm-mm. Wow. Naheem Hines. He's off. Ugh, no. Pollard. Nope. Bernard. No. Your your favorite. Uh, <laughs> Tevin <laughs> Coleman. Not my favorite. Just liked him more than Jeremy Hill. <laughs> Tevin Coleman. No, well, there's a guy. That's a guy. He looked sharp. Don't you think he looked sharp in that game? Would you, would you play Tevin Coleman over Carlos Hyde at Kansas City? Is this I a love PPR? Is this a PPR? Uh, yes. Yes, I would. I would. I, would. I absolutely would. Oh, we're in a different hand though. No, but don't you want to? He's already had his buy too. Don't you want to throw out two bucks on? Coleman and try to get him to or I will do it. I will do it. I will do it. And I will cut Mostert. Here's your five bucks right there. You cut Mostert. I have nothing left. You, you cut Mostert. You cut what Daniel you Stafford for two bucks. You throw three bucks or four bucks on Coleman and you hope for the best. But the Kent's KC, that's a good matchup, man. Hines. Hines is that no, kind KC of a- is, is Hyde. Hyde has KC. Oh, Hyde, oh eh, well. I still do it anyway. Hyde's limited. Hyde is I so know, limited. but all they got to do is get in the goal line. This guy scores every time. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's all I'm rooting for. Yeah, Fortnite's got the Rams next week. I'll tell you what, the Rams haven't exactly stopped anybody. No, I, I look, that's a fair point. I agree. But with Matt Breida still in the mix, like, I don't he know. Is, but like, I is the clear guy. I don't know why they traded for Duke Johnson. What a waste of time that the was. The other issue is, well, they, they traded for Duke Johnson before Hyde happened. So, in all fairness, I mean, they had but Lamar they Miller. I guess they should have just waited, though. Well, but they know Omar Miller is going to tear an ACL the very next week. That it, I mean, they literally traded for him. They tra- I thought they traded for Duke Johnson after Lamar no, Miller. They got traded him. for Duke Johnson before. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. It was yeah, a week before, sense. and then Lamar Miller got hurt, and then they went, "Oh God!" And then they—that's where Carlos Hyde came from. Because then everyone was like, "Oh my God, Duke Johnson! Now you can elevate him." Like, no, you can't. Like, he's still Duke Johnson. You don't want to ele- over elevate him. That's dumb. Uh, but Tevin. But the thing about Breida to remember is 
the totals all look great, but he's getting a lot of the totals on like one play kind of thing, which I'm, I'm not knocking him for. I'm just saying keep that in mind because in fantasy, you always want to keep in mind like who's getting the most carries and all that stuff. And although Breed is getting a fair share, he's making the most of them as well. So sometimes those lines like a lot. I do too. I do too. I would I would like to cut Witten as my first choice and add Ingram. I think that would be fantastic, but I just don't think I have a shot. I mean, he's definitely a top thirteen tight end. He's better than on somebody else's roster. No, I don't. I don't think you're going to have a shot at him either. I don't I mean, you can throw eight on that and see what happens, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, you know, Antonio Brown just killed me. I mean, that two hundred dollars is gone. I mean, that's it. it. I mean, I have no more money, and I and the rest of it I spent on Hopkins. I still feel really good about that choice. Listen, but. I was just going to say to you: imagine if DeAndre Hopkins has a DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, that's all I need. You are going to win this league, and everyone's going to hate you. I'm not going to win. Kyle Allen, you might. Don't say never. Look, Listen, you're still alive. If AJ Green there. gets traded, Boyd and and Hopkins together with Michael Thomas, I don't think anybody would beat that three. Boyd was even good when AJ Green was there. I like, Boyd. I like Boyd. I like Boyd. And Dalton's played well. I mean, fantasy wise, Dalton's got Dalton's got you a ton of points. He's a top five quarterback in points right now. Yeah, during the day, he's good. In the night, at night, he's a ginger. I don't have anything to do with him. All right. Well, uh, we didn't get to coaches in this segment. We'll get to it next. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this show can get a deposit bonus of up to $500. And here's how it works. You create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. You make a deposit. And with your first bet, DraftKings will match it with a 50% bonus of up to $500. This offer is eligible for all users. Plus, new users will get a risk-free bet of up to $200. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. 21 years or older. Must be in New Jersey to play. Eligibility restrictions apply. If you have a gambling problem, just call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to the show. Craig, along with Joe, with you on Fantasy Sports Today. Quick reminder on tomorrow's show, for those of you who are listening loyally, uh, it is the Yom Kippur holiday starting tonight at sundown. So no live stream tonight with me and Howard Bender and no show for me tomorrow. Joe will be hosting along with Scott Bogman. So make sure you tune in at noon to that show. All right. Uh, we saw our first coaching change of the fantasy season. No, not me replacing me as the head coach of one of my fantasy teams. But we saw it in the NFL with Jay Gruden being let go by the Washington Redskins, who has since come out and says he didn't have enough uh, decision making. In his process. Okay, sure. We know uh, the sour grapes, how that's going to happen. Honestly, he had no shot to succeed from the very beginning and really had no shot to succeed once Alex Smith went down and then lost Darius guys again this year. And they left tackle, by the way, is not playing either. So uh, shocker. Uh, Let's go through some names of coaches, Joe, and let's decide if they survive beyond 2019 into 2020. We'll start off with the New York Jets. 
and their head coach, Adam Gase. Will he survive, Joe? I mean, we could really open it up to will he survive the season? Will he survive the offseason? Just basically, I, I think we should just throw it out and say we can work our way be, back. <laughs> will he be the Jets head coach in 2020? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. He is not the head coach in 2020, and he is going to be um, unceremoniously show the door because I think last week was a situation where he could have, I, I said, gotten that guy hurt. Poor Luke Falk going out there with no reps, going out there on the road, getting absolutely manhandled. And I mean, this is guy's life. It's his livelihood. What if he got a severe concussion? What if he got, uh, you know, some sort of spinal issue or something like that? I mean, he was just not prepared to go out and play that game. And I know you're looking at 0-5, but you are going to probably lose that game if you have Darnold anyway. So what are you doing? Go out there and at least prepare the kids. So, yeah, I, I think Gase is done, especially if they lose games when Darnold comes back, which they probably will. Yeah, that that to me is the key. I, I think that he'll get a mulligan from the organization for now. But I personally think that they are are they Owen? They're Owen four, right? Because they had a bye week. Is that That's correct? correct? OK, mm -hmm. so they're Owen four. I think that he's got to in the next 12 games. I, I think he's got to win six games to keep his job. I think they got to finish six and ten. I do. I, I think anything less than that. And he gets well. the next out. couple aren't pretty because he's got the Cowboys and the Patriots next two weeks. And yeah, the well, Jaguars. Well, whatever that. it is. I mean, look, look, strange things happen. They could easily beat the Cowboys and easily beat the Patriots as the NFL. Wacky things happen. <laughs> I don't know but, if I want to use the word easily for any it, of those. It, 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 listen, the Colts went in and beat KC in KC. If I if I said to you before the week, Joe, pick out one game where you guarantee the team just wins, not against the spread. You uh -huh. would pick KC just like everybody I, else in their survivor. To win? Yeah, well, I didn't, but I didn't. I didn't have Casey in the survivor pool this week. Luckily, lucky so me. Who'd you have? I had the Patriots this week against the Redskins. You hadn't used New England yet. I hadn't, and I'm still alive, and I'm oh. defending my crown because I got 16 to 17 weeks last year, baby. Correct, and the Good. only week I got wrong, the same person got it wrong who was left. So we were in it together for the rest next to the. How much? The how much money you take home? Uh, it's like 350 bucks or something like that for okay, a little 10 bad. buck entry. Not bad. I'll not take bad it. Take it all. Only like seven teams left already. Yeah, that's listen, that's to still be alive at this point is amazing. You know, the trick with that. Don't look too far ahead. Don't overthink it. Just just win every just win these first couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden, everyone tries to get fancy. He goes, oh, I'm going to save this team. for No, don't save any team. No, you can't no. do that. Not in the NFL. No. All right. Mike Tomlin of Pittsburgh. Is he going to make it? I think he's going to leave. I think he's looking at this landscape right now and going, really? Because because now he's going to be in rebuild mode. And Mike Tomlin's never been in that mode. And I don't know if Mike Tomlin wants to be in that mode. And I think there's a lot of teams that are close that would prefer to have a Mike Tomlin there. Wouldn't it be hilarious if the Jets were like, hey, Mike, you want to come here? And then there's Le'Veon Bell throwing his hands up. You got to be kidding me, right? Could you imagine that switch? But if you're Mike Tomlin, would you rather be the head coach of the Jets with a young quarterback and a running back you're familiar with of how to get him to succeed? Or would you rather be in this aging Ben Roethlisberger with, um, I mean, some youth on defense, but look, you're, you're in a weird spot there in Pittsburgh next year. I'm telling you, it's weird. I, yeah. I don't, think you, I don't think you fire him. I, don't, I think that he would there's a better chance of him walking away. So where, where are you, where are you at? With I think they'll work it out and part ways. I think that I think, listen, they're just, there's a shelf life for every coach, not named Belichick in the NFL. And so this is uh, my guess is, and I don't know this to be fact, but my guess is he's the second longest tenured coach in the NFL off the top of my head. I mean, is it him or Harbaugh on Baltimore? Oh, uh, it's going to be the one of the two, right? I'm trying to remember. Did Tomlin come yeah, in before Harbaugh? Either way, that's it. It's one of those two guys. So for me, I, I think Tomlin's had a great run as Pittsburgh's head coach. Phenomenal, by the way. And so I think at this point, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Pittsburgh is not winning four or five games. It just, it can't. I mean, just too many injuries. You lose your first quarterback, you lose your second quarterback. But by the way, playing better than the Jets, more competitive without their starter, that's for sure. 
All right, uh, Dan Quinn on Atlanta. Is there anything to say other than he will not be back next year? Tell me. No, uh, he will not. Now, Dan Quinn's a guy that I don't think is going to make it out of the season. I think Adam Gase will make it to the end, probably. Although, wouldn't it be hilarious? Because isn't Greg Williams the he's the defensive coordinator there? There's, oh, yeah. there's Greg Williams getting another interim head coach. I job. think you're right, though. No, Gase, I think they'll give. Uh, he's his first year. You know, I don't think they'll fire him during the season. I don't. I think, think they'll so. fire him after the season, though. Maybe, actually, right yeah. away, yeah. Um, you think Quinn during the year? I don't know. But Blank doesn't seem to be that guy, though, right? Has he done that? But when he fired the last guy, uh, I forget his name, but he was pretty good. Mike oh, Smith. Mike Smith. Mike yeah. Smith. Um, I think I think that was at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I think he would that happening in season. I don't know. I think they had a lot of expectations this year. I think things are going south for him. I I think he might <laughs> be gone in season. Fifty three points last week. Well, especially when you consider yourself a defensive minded head coach, and the defense is the biggest problem you have. Uh, Belichick is the longest with nineteen seasons. We were both wrong. The next one is Sean Payton. Oh yeah, Sean Payton. Forgot about him. Insane. Sean Payton and Mike Tomlin are tied, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so there you go. And then Harbaugh's right behind them with eleven. Gotcha. So, all right. Both- so we both agree on Quinn. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, the jury, clearly still out because it's still early in the season, and he is a first year coach, but it's not trending well. That's for sure. Uh, I'm gonna say Freddie Kitchens done at the end of the year. One and done, huh? One and done. I don't think he was wow. a head coach to begin with. I thought this was a, this was a everybody listening. Let the inmates run the asylum kind of thing. Like, no, we like this guy. But really, you you know, as, as decent as the offense was, he didn't have to worry about all the other moving pieces and all the other moving pieces. Look, at the end of the day, Greg Williams was kind of handling that, and that's why they kind of came back. I think. Yeah, Mike McCarthy will be the Browns head coach next year. Probably that seems like a. Problem. Oh my God, that is the most Browns. Guy, you, know you could possibly have so Browns. Man, well, you geez. know, well, <laughs> I don't know, but McCarthy just—I mean, oh, this perfect. It's so perfect because you think about it. Like you had, you know, Favre had his struggles, just like Baker Mayfield's having a struggle. Yeah. People forget, but he had Mike Holmgren there. He had the quarterback whisperer kind of guy. But even Mike Holmgren, when they put him in Cleveland, he just, just disintegrated. Like Thanos had snapped his fingers. Wait, Holmgren, Holmgren managed the or uh, was the coach of the Browns? Yeah, don't you remember? I don't remember that at all. Oh yeah, I remember, <laughs> him, I remember him in Seattle. I don't remember. Mike him. Holmgren was uh, he was GM too. I want to say I remember him in, as an executive. I don't remember him as a coach there. What I thought he was head coach as well. I, I will double check. Google that. But that I'm googling it as we speak. Mike Holmgren Browns. Go ahead. You can go to the next one. All right. The next one we're gonna have here is uh, Bill O'Brien of the Houston Texans. I'm who, sorry. You're right. He was president. He and he says I should have coached the Browns. Right. Okay. But that doesn't count, Joe. Right. It was not doesn't the count. I, okay. I apologize, but he right. should have. I wonder who was the coach he hired. Jeez. <laughs> All right. The, the, the Houston Texans, oh, man, t- I, I guess we'll have to wait. This is kind of a TBD one with Bill O'Brien. Is that fair? We got to wait and see how the pl- season plays out. I'm going to say he makes it through. No, I, I, I think you look at the coaching lands. Yeah, I think, I think he's back. I think he's okay. back 2020. Okay. Doug Marone of Jacksonville, your least favorite coach. <laughs> oh, man. Garden, if I can't, now I'm tied. You save the day. Minshew saved him. I think Minshew has saved him. I really do. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But look, what's been their biggest deficit is the offense. If Minshew's a guy who's going to throw a 374, he's a young quarterback you could build around. Why the hell? I don't know what you would do, what kind of cap hit to cut Nick Foles, but you're not going to pay a backup $88 million over three years or whatever it was he signed. It's just... But Minshew's the man. I think Marone gets by. Oh, my Marone's God. Back. I think he does now. How about Garrett on Dallas? Garrett, by the way, the fourth most tenured head coach in the NFL. How scary is that? I think this is it for him. Um, I, I thought this is it like five years in a row. Yeah, I was going to say, could you say that every year about him? Um, I'm going to say he makes it through because it's Garrett. I think he makes it through. Wow. Another year. Tomlin me. would be a fascinating guy with the Cowboys, right? Uh, yeah, it would. Give him Zeke and Dak and Cooper and kind of like. I think Wade Phillips probably the head coach there. Ugh. 
God. All right, last one. Uh, and the, I, I mean, look, some are questionable across the league. Lynn and you know, Chargers, but uh, Zimmer in Minnesota. What I think, think he's still the coach next year. I do. I'd be surprised. Again, that's one of those organizations they look around. No, I don't, I don't think so. I think this is it. I think this Rivera, is the list. I think, Rivera, I think after Carolina. last night, well, no, because I think they're playing good football. And McCaffrey might save him. Him and Doug Marone are in the same spot. You keep looking around. You go, well, where else are we going to go for a head coach? I don't know if you can find somebody better than O'Brien or Marone or, you know, Ron Rivera, some of these guys, or Zimmer. But you can find somebody better than Gase. You can find somebody better than Quinn, I think, right now. And Freddie Kitchens, I think, just went up to number one with a bullet after last night's game. That was a that was a disaster. Two-man rush, and they sack the quarterback. How does that happen? Two-man rush. Oh, probably not you know, good. Five guys on the line. How does that happen? Yeah, no, I look probably not good for sure. And we would agree that Flores in Miami and Zach Taylor in Cincinnati both definitely get another year, right? They were up against it. I wouldn't say definitely. (laughs) I I would say I can tell you that Flores is getting another year. So it would be Zach Taylor would be the question. They they didn't hire this coach. He could be one and done. They knew you knew going into the year the Dolphins were not more than a two or three win team. He could be one and done. I think it's Taylor. You think so? I don't think so. I think. Oh man, it's getting pretty pretty ugly yeah, real fast. I'll tell you what, they need to start being well, they were more competitive last week. It was only the Cardinals, but some of these games where they're getting their doors blown off. They were competitive know. against Buffalo. They were. They were. They, if they continue to be competitive, I'll say yes. I'll tell you what, who's looking real safe right now is Matt Patricia. I think that that Lions team, man, I'm telling you, I'm I'm drinking the Kool-Aid there. Drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Fall. You, you, the Lions Kool-Aid is very good every year in September, and it's horrible and from October. I don't know. I don't remember being very good in September. <laughs> oh, they always start off okay, and then they bomb. This is the, the Lions. The Lions good. They're, they're the effort levels there. They're not just getting lucky. They're they're matching up against. I'll have to be wrong there. I don't. I don't believe. All right, uh, let's do this. We uh, we'll take a look at the running back class in 2017. And give you a little bit of a preview of the baseball games next. That's coming up on Fantasy Sports today. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish, Joe Pizzapia here with you guys. And we got about uh, 30 minutes left in the show. We're going to turn it over to our friends at Full Time Fantasy. Just a quick update, by the way, before we... Get back to our fantasy discussion. ESPN's Adam Schefter earlier today, Joe, reported that Evan Ingram has a sprained MCL, unlikely to play against the Patriots this week. So oh, my goodness. That might be guillotine material for Craig Mish. People are worried. So you think I should still pick up Ingram and then stash him for two weeks in advance? I guess I could, but I can't obviously start him this week. I mean, that, that's- No, you can't start him this week, but I mean, hey. There it is. A dollar, the, the, a dollar. Make it holler, Joe. <laughs> I'm saying is all of a sudden the price just came down. That's all I'm saying. 
All right. So, uh, boy, New England's going to win this game, but I, I, there's no siding with the Giants for me. What's the game. What's the line on this game right now? Gosh, Joe, you cannot get this game wrong Thursday. There's no chance. <laughs> what's the line? <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to tell you. Sixteen. No. Sixteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Seventeen. I was close. <laughs> I was close. Sixteen. No 16, way. Now. I'm taking the Giants Thursday. None. There's none. All right. That's fair. It's done. I can't do it. No, That's you can't. I can do. I can't. They got nobody left to play. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know what the, you know what the problem is? Though? It's this hard to silence Craig Mish. You know Craig Mish just had a moment of zen right well, now. That was amazing. True. By the way, so uh, look. But what are the odds of this, Joe? The, the uh, game starts, right? Uh, let's say no score after a quarter. Not impossible. This is the NFL. Second quarter, New England scores a touchdown, right? Mm-hmm. Seven, right? Third quarter, New England scores a touchdown, 14 nothing. Fourth quarter opens up right away. Brady throws a bomb, 21 nothing. Mm-hmm. New England, right? Yeah. Fourth quarter, four minutes left. Giants score a touchdown. They cover. Yeah, I know. I, it's not an impossibility. <sighs> yeah. You know, they could also get a couple field goals in there too. Like they could like settle, like they could, you know, there could be a field goal in there or a turnover. And the total's only 43 too with a 17 point spread. Wow. That's just, that's cutting it so close. I don't think the under and Patriots is coming. Thursday, yeah, you know what? It has, though. It has. You know, let me say this New England has gone under every game with the exception of the first, and they've covered in every game. And they've, and they just made, they score all the points. The other team scores nothing. That's what's happening. Well, the, de- the defense is just really good. I mean, I don't know if you've had the opportunity outside of that Sunday night game to watch them, but on a down by down basis, every man. I watch every game, but I can't. Yeah. I, I watch down by every down basis. They've been brilliant. Games that I bet on that I, that I watch from first to fourth quarter, and the other is the red zone. That's the way that it works for me. All right, the 2017 running back draft class. Joe, when you look at it, it's it may end up producing a lot of top guys. Uh, Fournette went ahead of McCaffrey in this draft, but look at these names. Fournette, McCaffrey, Cook, Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Had that issue not happened, he would be up there. Mm-hmm. Connor, Cohen, Mack, Jones. Were there any other guys that were not taken in this thing? Eckler, Marino, wow. Chris Carson, well, that's why I, I brought it to the attention today because I thought... I saw this and I thought about it. And I remember when this class came out, us fantasy leaders were all like, wow, this could be an amazing class. It's like the best year ever for Dynasty League running backs ever. And I think it's even exceeded our expectations of how good they've been as a collective. And I don't know like, if you'd want to reorder them for fantasy or reorder them for real running backs. But either way, there's a lot to work with here. It's very rare you go this deep into a draft and have so many guys that were all taken – at some point in their career in the first four rounds of a draft, right? I mean, all of these guys are all, even Tariq Cohen in a PPR this year was probably going fourth, fifth round, somewhere around there, you know, is like that kind of James White-ish kind of a guy. Uh, he hasn't been great, but he's the one guy that kind of gets knocked down a peg. Everybody else, it's like everybody hit. It's unbelievable it when is. you think about this, this yeah. group. No, I didn't, I didn't even realize it. Uh, yeah, I mean, Eckler was undrafted. Wow, like that was a great pick by the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, and Brito was undrafted too. He's been terrific. That's what you like. When you have two guys that have even gone undrafted, that's even more staggering. So if you went first overall, let's let's say let's say real football, you would take Dalvin Cook one, or would you still take McCaffrey? Uh, in the NFL, you mean? In the NFL, I'm curious because I think in fantasy we're all going to oh. say McCaffrey because of the the McCaffrey's points you get. Yeah, the NFL right now. Okay. So still McCaffrey, no matter what. Absolutely. So Dalvin Absolutely. Cook is your two. I think we can all agree on that, right? Yes. So who would your three be? I think this is where it gets a little open. Mm, I, mean, I, I mean, a healthy, uh, yeah, with Breeze could be a yeah, Kamara. Yeah, I can't. Okay. I can't. 
16. I would love if I would love to see a 16 game season of Leonard Fournette. I've yet to see a healthy it. 16. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. Dang, like, you, you put Fournette in there 16 games. That's 1500 yards and 10 touchdowns, but he just, it's every year or something, man. Every well, look, year. let's hope he shakes it this year. Maybe he does. And maybe it's all in the past. And we've seen players in other sports have that where they were a lot of injuries early in their career. And then somehow it's straightened out. I mean, Anthony Rendon comes to mind. Hey, these guys are all great, man. Like <laughs> they are all, all talent. Like, you know, Cohen is probably the bottom and he's still really good. How much would the Chiefs love to have Kareem Hunt coming back week 10 right now? Yeah, yeah, Kareem. Yeah. And again, they had, about that they, right they had to cut him. But yeah, no, no, no question. They did. But ever since they have, it's been, I want to say dicey because there were some really good moments. But yeah, no, the running backs aren't good. They've, they've missed him. They have missed him. Uh, his presence is out there. Why uh, did anybody sure. think Darwin Thompson was going to be something? Everybody thought, I, including myself. Why, why did I think that Darwin Thompson would be something? What, what, I, I think Darwin cool. Thompson has talent. I just don't think he's getting opportunity. Let's None. not confuse it. He's not going to play. This, that's this, not his fault. They're a win now team. And another Boston running back year. Another one, man. Two years in a row. But let's let's again that that makes him the perfect target in dynasty leagues to buy for nothing because next year who I knows what we're we're not, we didn't talk we're not talking dynasty we're talking for 2000, 2018 and two thousand nineteen yeah, but Darwin two, Thompson didn't cost you that much Darwin Thompson's a guy that you were no, you know but I thought he would play a little <laughs> I thought he would play a lot and I we were both wrong about that he need to play a little more the running backs are busted two years in a row prove tell me I'm wrong how um. Tell you you're wrong. Well, I don't think Ezekiel Elliott's busted. I don't think McCaffrey's no, busted. In a, no, no, no. T- listen oh. to me. The, I'm sorry. Okay, let me rephrase. Okay. The rookie running backs two years the in a row. Rookie running backs. Okay, yes. Yes. The rookie running backs two years in a row have not been good. And sometimes it takes them that second year, like the Melvin Gordon thing, where they're not good the first year, and then the second year they blow up and they become a thing. Right. So sometimes but you have to be patient and buy back in. Two years in a row. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, but three years ago, look at this class. Absolutely, but that's <laughs> well, this, the conversation you know, we're having, sir. We're having the conversation of the, rookie running. Who is the best return on investment in this group in terms of draft pick? Do you think From it's 17? Aaron Jones or Marlon Mack? Eckler. I'm just saying overall, Eckler. You think undrafted Eckler? Okay, that's fair. Oh yeah, I just, it's such a small sample. I just don't know if I want to anoint him that oh, yet. Oh my gosh, he's been phenomenal. He broke the Chargers all-time record for receptions in a game. <laughs> I mean, it's sick. I know, but when you're playing teams like the Dolphins and stuff like that, it's not oh, like, last you know, week he did it. I know. I, just, I don't With know. Gordon on the field. You're not in on Eckler enough. He's good. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying I'm not ready to anoint him as in the same conversation. Because I've to. seen this too many times before where these guys have stretches where it's, oh, my God, unbelievable. And then the second half of the year, people go, oh. Wow, what happened to him? And then right. he just completely but, falls off. The contrarian approach to that is the reality is, Joe, we are five games into the fantasy season. And if okay, you have I'll Eckler and you're four and one, get me to seven and six and I'm in the playoffs and then I'll worry about it. Because guess what? There's a player right now in the fantasy player pool that you and I are not talking about that is going to be out for the year very soon. Every year it happens. Someone's going to sure. be out. I don't know, yeah. I don't know who that's going to be. And as long as it's not Eckler, he's going to move in. <laughs> well, I want to remind everybody, this was the exact, the, the pace Adam Thielen was on, who was also an undrafted free agent, mind you, last year was on pace to be the number one overall fantasy player, the number one overall fantasy receiver seven weeks into the season, eight weeks into the season, somewhere around there, eight weeks. No, he ended up falling all the way out of that top five group even. 
because of what happened in the second half and how predictable the offense became and all the stuff that happened. And, you know, and teams started to figure out ways to stop him and realize you have to stop him if you're going to beat the Vikings. And when all of that came to fruition and Dalvin Cook's injury on top of it, that's what happened. So that's why I'm saying it. And I love Adam Thielen. I'm, I'm not trying to say Eckler's not a good player. He is. But we've seen this in fantasy too much where these guys who we can't believe the pace they're on, it's kind of like baseball. It's like the guy's not going to hit 400. You know, I don't care if he's in 400 in the first half of the year. He's not going to hit 400 the rest of the year. There's a bottom here. And you just got to be prepared for it. That's all I'm saying. You right. ride the wave, but just be prepared. Be looking for the next guy. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I just wish that that next guy was some rookie running back that I was stashing all year long. Like I stashed Madison because Cook couldn't stay healthy and now Cook is healthy. So great. Lindsay was good last year. That was a pretty good rookie running you back. You know what? That's a good example of a guy. That's the only one. Undrafted too. Another undrafted. You well, know, well, Barkley was great last year too. Barkley but, was great, but in, but in general, we've you know again the last two years we've had ten chances here. No, you're right. There's been a lot more opportunity for these guys, and the last two years have been a lot of failures. But the 2017 class, when you can go ten deep of successes, yeah, holy the last crap. three years that that's a huge success. But 2017, you had Barkley huge. And you had Lindsay, honestly, huge. But he was a waiver wire pickup. I got to put him in the Barkley category because of where you got him. What does this say to you when you got guys like Brita, Eckler, Lindsay, all these guys who go undrafted? What does this say to you when there's so much money, so much time, so much energy in the scouting he's departments? Melvin of all these getting teams, nothing. That's why Melvin Gordon is never getting paid when he wants to get paid when that can happen. Well, well, that's true. But I'm saying what? How do these guys all? What I'm saying is, how do these guys all slip through every year when there's so much attention on these? These young players where they can't why just because they go to small schools, they don't believe in them. Like what? what's the problem here? The problem is, is too many NFL uh, scouting departments put too much emphasis on the combine and not oh, enough emphasis on watching the games that they're, they're ding playing. Ding. I agree. I was hoping that was your answer because I think the combine is the biggest waste joke. of time. Ever. It's not a waste of time, but it, it is a joke for for a physical specimen as opposed to what guys are actually doing on on the field should Rashad, always be more about Rashad Penny is a good example of that last year there's a million examples and then there's Tom Brady who can't run at the combine can't do anything and all he does is yeah well chance. that's the easy one yeah that's the easy one to go to there's a lot of them out there just undrafted undrafted not late undrafted guys who are number one running backs on their team right now that's crazy yeah the the Bahanahan, whatever that guy's name is on Carolina, is another. <laughs> you I'm telling you, we have not heard the last of that guy. Why don't you pick him up in that league? Is he out? Is he available? There's your running back of the future. Zero dollars. Zero dollar pickup. Yeah, I don't know. I need to win this week. All right. Uh, base, baseball real quick. Uh, okay. So, look, yesterday, uh, Tampa, the great scouting report that they had on Granky, man. They just slapped that guy around. And Kiermeyer hit a big one. G-Man Choi hit a big one. It was over for him. And so Houston's going back to Verlander tonight against Tampa. Diego Castillo is going to open up the game for Tampa. They're going to use uh, multiple pitchers in this one. That's that's got to be the way you got to do it against Houston. You, you can't think that you're going to win this game with one guy and if you don't have Morton. So uh, does, does Houston clinch tonight, Joe? Or does this thing go back to Houston for Cole in game five? I think Houston clinches tonight. I think they got their W there with Morton. Everything went right. Everything went wrong but I just don't know how often that happens with Houston. So I'm going to go with the Houston okay. side. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree tonight. Uh, that yesterday, that's why I said, I don't know. I'm, you know, I, this, you know, Tampa first game at home. The thing is, is that with Greinke, 
Don't get me wrong. He's a Hall of Fame pitcher, and he's a great pitcher. But there is not that certainty that there is when there's Cole and Verlander on the mound. There's a reason why Granky is the third guy. And I would love to have Granky. And Granky will pitch a gem at some point in the postseason, oh, sure. whether it's against the Yankees or whether against – but there's not that overpowering shut you down after seven innings Scherzer type with Granky. He's still great. He's still great. He's still probably a Hall of Famer, but it's not the same. Uh, Tampa had their number. And by the way, Tampa had Charlie Morton. <laughs> it's just it's that's when Charlie Charlie Morton, by the way, if Tampa wins this one, he will pitch it at some point in game five for Tampa. He will be back on the mound again. Uh, but I do think Houston wraps it up tonight against Tampa. And then Wednesday, uh, we won't be able to talk about that. But I hope you guys have a good preview of that, certainly, because I cannot wait Two game huge game five. Man. Wow. Uh, Atlanta and St. Louis. And then, of course, the night game will be back in L.A. against the Washington Nationals. We will take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. We'll have some final thoughts as we have our exit velocity. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. It is Fantasy Sports Today. And as we end the show on this Tuesday, we're going to end this with a little bit of exit velocity. I feel the need. The need for speed. Exit velocity. Philosophy. All right, we end the show today with my great producer, Sean Glostamakia, sends me a text. I hope, Sean, you don't get mad about this one, but sends me a text, and rightly so, as a friend and as a producer, invites me to participate in a fantasy basketball league. And so, honestly, it, it, this took me a couple minutes to respond. Because how do you respond to someone or to something that you don't want to insult the person that they're sending you, but you have no interest whatsoever in participating? And so what I basically sent back was a Michael Scott gif of just basically not being interested whatsoever of being in the league. And Sean, I do apologize to you, but here's the reality. I I cannot take on any more fantasy leagues. I can't take on a basketball league. I can't take on a hockey league. I certainly can't take on another football league. And baseball will be here in three months before you know it. We'll start to be focusing on that. And so here is the truth. Regardless of the money, regardless of how it's it being competitive, even honestly, if if Sean was to tell me that this was a $500 entry, I just can't do it. Can't take on any more fantasy. I am at my peak. I am at enough. I am failing miserably in a couple of these fantasy leagues. And the reason why is because I'm still in baseball mode. Even in August and September, I'm trying to win those leagues before I get to football. So my apologies, Sean. No more fantasy leagues for me here in 2019. My bad. I'm sorry. That will do it for the show. Thanks again to Sean for producing this show. Also, thanks to my co-host, Joe Pizzapia. Joe will be back with you tomorrow on Yom Kippur. 
as he and Scott Bogman will fill in for me. I will be back with you again on Thursday, along with Joe, as we look at the Thursday night football game with the Giants and New England Patriots. We got full-time fantasy coming up next. Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto, they'll carry you till four. For Joe Pizzapia, I'm Craig Mish. Have a great day, everybody. I'll talk to you Thursday. Joe will be back here tomorrow. See ya.